Support for this podcast comes from the patrons at patreon.com slash FML FPL. Back to our respective homes. No more glamorous producer in studio. How are you doing? I'm a little groggy. I don't know. Back to normal, but back to the darkness. Jet lag, airplane, darkness, Captain Blanks. Yeah. Tell me about it. Um, worst game we crank of the season for me. Uh, just clocked in over 3.5 M. Uh, oh. 46 points down from 14K to 20K. Was very had high hopes going into Monday with Captain Salah and Mane. But uh, did not come in. Uh, lost lost my cup match to Flappy Hands, of course. It's great. Oh, God, one point and, by one point, right? Uh, two points, yeah. Oh, two um, points because he got a bath, yeah. I mean, I got the obviously the Chelsea thing was just writing on the wall. I finally had all three of my Chelsea defenders start for the early game on Saturday, and then Christensen with yet <laughs> another sub sixty minute appearance. I still had two banked, but the omen was just dark. And then everything just spiraled out of control from there, you know. Ton of blanks everywhere, uh, you know. The Salah blank, it's just, ugh, fuck. It's pretty amazing that you only went down 6K with a gaming rank of 3.5 million. Is that yeah. weird? I, I, just, I don't know. 3.5 million gaming rank, I expect like 40K. Yeah, so. I mean, it's. Yeah, it's bad, but it's bad. Is... But you're 20k, like it's fine. No, it's fine. I'm gonna go again next week, but it's just a bad job by me. It was really, I think. I mean, it was again the worst, worst week of the season, game week rank wise. Yeah, and I'm a fucking piece of shit right now. Yes, yeah. seven points, third on my bench. I couldn't believe he came in and scored. His finish was so nice too. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, no. It's just I'm all sorts right now. Ollie, it's oh god, I can't wait to get Ollie. Yeah, the top ten k average is fifty three point nine. Yeah, so that's why it's not. A yeah, deal. yeah, that's why. But it basically, you know, like everyone had a ton of blanks, and then there were the Coon players, and then those who didn't have Coon and Captain Kane. Like that's the difference between me and an average week. Is if I had Captain Kane, I would be right on average for top ten k. Um, yeah, I had Jones as and Alonzo cleans booing me, and I had a Sterling assist. Yeah, you'd basically just, bang on average with the cap game, yeah, who is the exactly. large majority cap. Yeah, yeah, and I mean my team is fairly template, so like my differential is basically as pillar my triple Chelsea defense. So I had like an extra return from most teams, and then I, I lost that with like the Arnie assist. I don't have Arnie or something like that, but Sun blanked, Ali, everyone blanked. So. Yeah, yeah, it was low scoring wake, and then yeah, Kuhn. low scoring wake. How'd you do? Like, um, I did great. I mean, so if for people who don't read lineup lambs, I did Ada and Murata out for Danilo and Kuhn. So all of that back and forth on Kuhn or Bobby or Mane or whatever the fuck ended up on Kuhn. Um, obviously, Danilo's not good. He's not a starter. He can't beat out Zinchenko. But Kuhn, I mean, fucking... Rare time in life you get to transfer in a guy who you immediately captain and immediately comes in with a hat trick. So I'm absolutely flying. I'm seventy Boysen? Boysen, seventy-four points. I was just fucking oh every single hair on his head that touched that first ball, everything was just it was my week. Um went up like fifty something K. I'm at sixty eight K, best rank of the season so far. I've been steadily climbing for like 
almost 10, 10 straight weeks. So, but this is your first like chunk rise, like big chunk in, rise, getting in there. Yeah, big chunk rise. But that's always All coming when when you have a bunch of greens in a row and your team just kind of you have no bad injuries or suspensions and you're just transferring better and better players. Like this is always coming, you know. I'm two and zero in the cup. I mean, yeah, it was just a fucking great week for me. I mean, I have I have Christensen too. I, I think I said to you at the time, like the thing that really fucking ruins me about Christensen is that, I mean, and I'm far from alone in this scenario. Probably the large majority of people with Christensen are in the same situation. But I position myself so he is my Chelsea coverage, and I don't have two mil lying around anywhere to go to Alonso or 1.5 to get to Azpil, who are the only two nailed guys who play over 60 minutes every week. And, yeah, now it's getting very, very troubling. He's a complete nightmare. Even though he'll probably start and probably clean again, it's really testing patience because it's been so terrible owning him. But... And we'll go ahead to our teams later in the pod, but now with the Arnie injury, and now I have Danilo. It's like, ugh. Right after a fucking flying week, it's like, okay, I'm pretty much nailed for at least one hit. Not great start to my game week 25. Chelsea have eight clean sheets in their last 11 game weeks. And... Bodker has three total points in the last five game weeks. Yeah, so just throwing that out there. I don't know. I don't know what to do with it, but it's just it's just a thing. It's just a fucking thing. Yeah, holy thing. shit. Uh, let's shout out the January January FML Field Prize League Mug League leader. Just one game week to go for January. Mr. Crunky Pants, aka Lee <laughs> Duffy Ledbetter, <laughs> leading the way. It's but. Three people are tied for second place, just one point behind him. So very, Every, very close mug race. Everything to play for. Everything to play for. We'll see who, like, triple caps or bench boosts to try and get over the line. Um, and then shout out to FMLFBL public leaders, Clark Hutchison tied with Tor, both 90 overall rank. Neither of them even have Coon or Capped Coon, which I thought was there interesting. Only one way to go from there down. Yeah, like they're 90th, and they don't have that guy. It's crazy. Um, let's do a little sponsor, and then let's let's go up. All right, sponsor. Lads and lasses, we are in the full throes of yet another harsh winter season. It's chilly, it's cold, and if you're living in a particularly shit part of the world, dare I say it, frigid. We're all just trying to go about our business and stay warm. What better way to pad your stats than with a unique and glorious outer garment in the form of a Scarf by Pep? Scarves by Pep are your designer answer to staying warm and stylish this winter and for many winters to come. Toss out your old shitty regular size scarves and bring in the newest fashion craze out of Manchester with your very own Scarf by Pep. It's uniquely sized to keep even those chests without extra hair warm by being extra fucking huge. Plus, each and every Scarf by Pep comes in every color. That is, every color combined into one. Black. Black like my soul. Get your Scarf by Pep today and stay warm for days. All right, good job by you on the sponsor good there. So, um, all right, where, where should we start? Should we just start with Kuhn, back-to-back pods, starting with Kuhn? Yeah, Kuhn, Kuhn in. Yeah, I mean, so obviously Kuhn in, 
high priority for everyone. He'll be captained by every single person who has him. Next, probably at least one game week, maybe two, maybe three game weeks, depending on like Jesus and whatnot. But most people's routes to get there seem like they're either Kane or they're Firmino. And if it's Firmino, oftentimes for a hit. So where do you lie on those two? Uh, I think Akuna at all costs, almost. Um, definitely for me, you know, for a hit, I like that a lot. I like I that a lot, too. Yeah, yeah, that was a Jesse question, yeah. Yeah, especially if it's just for, for the minus four. There's no downside when you're going to captain him and you're just covering yourself there. I am on the fence about getting him in for Kane for my own team. Again, just looking at the captaincy, I'm... If I don't go with, with Salah this week, I'm just nervous about it again. Like it could go the same way again, and I just go down another 10k or something if Kuhn comes in and and Salah doesn't. It's just that's how close the the knife edge is right now. So I don't hate doing Kane to Kuhn. I, I mean, I have a lot of value tied up in Kane personally, and I'm sure a lot of players do out there. But if it's your only way and it's going to avoid like a minus eight, I would rather go that way than rip your team up to get him in. But And I definitely don't think it's too late to get him in. I mean, obviously one of the plum fixtures is out of the way, the Newcastle game, but he still has you know, three, this next one's really good, and then two like marginal on-paper fix, on fixtures. But I, don't, I really don't hate doing Kane to Kuhn. Yeah, and, and we know the argument. I mean, David, David Nash wrote in on Facebook and said, boys... Thoughts on shifting Kane to Aguero for the next three. Kane doesn't play a good fixture until game week 28. That's true. I mean, his ceiling, he can score in any fixture. We all know that. He's fucking world class. He's six for his last six against the Gunners, four in his last six against Liverpool, you know, so he'll probably score in these next three. But his ceiling is obviously a lot lower than it normally is and a lot lower than Kuhn probably in these next three, so... It's like, uh, yeah, I don't love it. I'd rather, obviously, have Kane and Kuhn like I have, but it's if it's impossible to get there any other way, or you have to take a minus 8 or minus 12 or some shit, it's just not worth that. It's tough. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think the other thing, like flying the ointment, is the Arnautovic news today. He's owned by so many active players, and he's out for a month. So when you look at him... Yesterday, he was just sat there for the next few weeks or whatever while West Ham saw good fixtures. And you could have maybe worked Kuhn in around the fringes by downgrading other players to make money. And now with Arnautovic's injury, you have a new pressing issue. So I think that also makes it a lot more difficult to get Aguero in for those of us that don't have him. Yeah, Arnie's 48% owned in the top 10K going into last game week. Yeah, so it's big, big movements on him. He'll he'll plummet in ownership. Um, piggybacking off that, Dave Cullen asks if pretty much all Spurs assets have to go except Kane. I mean, kind of feels that way to me. I have Son, and few few have been better than Son, but I don't feel good about him in my side right now. Yeah, I think Son is definitely better than having one of the nine million midfielders for yeah. sure from the team, but. I think it's again just a looking at priorities. If you have Son and Arnie like you do, obviously yeah, you want to get course, rid of the player Arnie's who's. Gone first. So that's a problem. I think a lot of people are going to be backed into a corner and keeping Son this game week just because they have Arnie as well. Uh, that said, on balance, obviously you don't want any Spurs assets. They're bad and they were awful against Southampton. They didn't fucking do anything. And yeah, you should be fire sailing when they have three of the toughest fixtures in a row that you could imagine. Yeah, and they've been legitimately terrible 
in three out of the last four matches, which were against Southampton, Swansea, and West Ham. Yeah. Not yeah. good. I mean, we've been bashing Spurs for a while. Yeah, and then, yeah, that's, yeah, that's where we're at. In its head. God, I mean, this Arnie injury is so fucking bad, dude. Yeah, so let's go into Arnie because, I mean, everyone's asking about Arnie. Like, everyone's where do you asking go? about Arnie, Ox, Budget Mids, Shaq. Like, what the fuck? So, I mean, Arnie's, what is he, 7-2 seven. right now? Oh, seven, yeah, one. yeah, it went up. 7-1, yeah. so. I mean, where do you go from there? I've been seeing a lot of people looking at Willian. Um, I mean, Shakiri is only 6 Chupamotang is coming back in with Stokelok on the up under Lambert. What do you what do you do? Yeah, there? I don't know. I'm very it's obviously new brand new news, so I haven't really had that much time to like tinker around and figure out which direction I'll be going in, but and we've kind of been hammering it home for like over a month now that these mid table team Arnie was always the outlier, you know, there's all these mid table or lower half teams. They're the ones that love the like cheap, maybe kind of intriguing guys. But this has been a season where the top six teams just fucking destroy everyone. And it doesn't really, you're not looking for value anymore. You're just looking to try and get as many of those guys in at all times, except Arnie. And now, now that he's out and I'm just looking at all these guys like, Wilf, Willian, you know. Yeah, I just just to interrupt, it's like yeah. I think it's an important talking point just for looking forward. Is that when we look at all these mid-priced midfielders and in the, in, throughout the season, and we've been very, very reluctant to hop on bandwagons. Like we were in on Richarlison earlier. Yeah. The stats were off the page and shit, and Watford were playing yes. on the front foot and looking good. But when you're looking at teams that are mid-table or below, and the midfielders are priced around between like. Five and a half to seven and a half million. I mean, they're priced that that in that area for a reason. And Arnautovic had the makings of a lot of different things coming together for him to be like producing at such a consistent clip. Where he's playing out of position as a nine, he has the history of FPL returns and he has the pedigree. And his stats were off the page. So those things need to come together for you to really be comfortable having a midfielder in this price region for a medium period of time and not fall flat. Lingard is a perfect example of the opposite of that. He came in hot, he had a little hot flash, and he's playing on a really good team, but he's always a peripheral figure. And a lot of his goals were kind of worldies, and he's not a central focal point to their attack. So when we're looking in this price region, there's so much risk and there's so much volatility in having to jump on and off bad bandwagons on the right kind of mixture of form and fixture. And you can't just play it like, oh, they're on City, so it doesn't matter who they play, they're going to score goals. So Arnautovic has been great because of these reasons. And when we're looking at replacement options, no one is nearly as good as an Arnautovic, and everyone is a punt in his price bracket and below. So I just want to preach caution with who you're looking at. Exactly, and that was the more thorough version of everything that I was getting to. Is like the 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 all of the guys that you look at when you like sort by price and try and find someone are just all extreme punts, and that's like kind of another shout out to someone like Ibe, who if you're gonna punt wildly, which again they all are punts, Ibe is interesting because he's four eight, so you can double swap and maybe get to Kuhn. Like Arnie to Ayab and get to Kuhn with someone with Bobby or something like that, or or upgrade a defender because defenders are defenders who are six million and below or seven million and below are way better than the midfielders at the same price. 
So that's, you know, a shout for Ibe. I mean, people are asking me about Ox. I mean, like, what did Ox do to keep his place for the next game? Could easily be Lalana. I don't think he's nailed. We we never thought he was nailed. I, I just don't. There's so many guys I don't like. On the other side of the price bracket, if you're, if you're going to go up on Arnie, I think Dilva is worth mentioning. He's kind of back. He started in the Cup, started against Newcastle. He'll probably just start getting points again if if he remains a spot and if he retains his spot and doesn't have to go, have to go back to Spain. And then there's Mares who is obviously way more expensive than Arnie but just getting impossible to ignore. He's just on insane form for you know a really really long time since game week 8 basically. He's been ridiculous. Yeah, Mares has been a tough one I think for us to crack cuz He's only had three double digits all season, and yet he's up there as fourth in the mid midfielder uh, point totals. He's just been trickling along, and Leicester are the furth- furthest thing away from an explosive attack. I mean, they struggle to get more than two per game, but he's very often involved. His goal involvement's just extremely high. And at 8-7, he's just kind of a good set-and-forget differential. I think their fixtures are really good. Um, from now really till the end of the season, they only have a couple tough ones coming up. And at 8 7, he's looking good. And I think Sane is the other name. He's only 8 4 Sané. now. And he yeah, looks, yeah. yeah, he looks to have snapped back in a form. He's been a little bit more threatening, shooting a little bit more. And coming in from the left, he's just looked a lot better. Maybe he had a little period of fatigue. Maybe he was carrying a small knock or a niggle or something like that. But Sane looks good too. So there are plenty of names in that 8 million, between 8 and 9 million price bracket that you could look at. Yeah, it's just for um, most people, not really me necessarily, but for most people, it's just tough because Kuhn is such a priority. So it's hard to go up from Arnie in this yep. kind of week, you know. Yeah, but if you I can, agree. I mean, like you were just saying about how there's a reason why Arnie is so, so good and why no one is nearly as good as him in his price range or below is another reason why, like, Mares is so good. Like, he's done this before. This isn't yeah. Lingard. You know, he has, yeah. he has 15 returns in his last 17 game weeks. Like, he's been ridiculously consistent. He's the main man on the team. You know, so it's, yeah. there's no reason for it to stop, really. I can't yeah. believe he's still at Leicester. Yeah, that's the thing is that, I mean, so we have weird. a week, a little more than a week to see if he's in a move, but... Really haven't seen many rumors surrounding yeah. him like there were a month ago. So if he stays, I mean, you buy Mares, the fixtures are good. It, it looks good for him for, yeah. for his medium term outlook. I think Shakiri's probably the place I would go if I were to downgrade. I mean, he's six if you're million. In a downgrade, yeah, yeah, six million. He looks he looks decent. Um, he's good. We love. Yeah, he's Shaq. Good. I mean, he's a, he's a good player. We love Shaq on at FML FPL headquarters and. <laughs> Good, really good fixtures. Yeah, really good fixtures. Manager and, bounce. Yeah, manager bounce. I mean, he's got a lot going for him. Um, yeah, no, I like Shaq. A- I would just pretty much every midfielder under Arnie. I'd just rather spend the money on defense. Is really what it comes down to. Yeah, so I mean, it comes back to just reconfiguring and really yep. realizing that you know there are a lot more players in the hundred around the total point total of hundred and the premium defender than there is in the seven million and under midfielders. So getting defenders in from the top sides feels better than midfielders from these shitty sides who are priced similarly. So if you could have like a little longer term outlook and maybe a hit or, or you're a couple transfers away from downgrading Arnie to someone in the Goodmanson eye bracket and then upgrading someone like 
Agbana or someone to Walker. I mean, that feels better to me. Yeah, that's and that's a thing that I'm actually looking at, except swap Agbana with Danilo. Like, I was honestly looking at Danilo to, you know, and this is just a tinker from 30 minutes ago, not even like just something I'm playing with, but like Danilo to Alonzo and Arnie to Ibe. Something yeah. like that. And it's just like, how is that bad? Like it's not bad. It's just yeah, I'm getting I'm getting Shaq's value at Ibe for one point two million cheaper and I'm upgrading to the best seven three midfielder in the game in Alonzo. <laughs> yeah, like Shaq and Ibe's stats are you know it's uh, very similar. Yeah. If maybe not if not the hair towards Ibe, but Yeah. So mid, yeah, midfield's tough. I mean, I feel like the last few game weeks we're seeing a lot of transfers being spent in midfield, and it's a tough one. Yeah, what would you do with Lingard? Do you think he's a he's a transfer out? And this dude Slim Shady on Twitter is looking for a Lingard replacement. Is it too knee jerky? You think? I mean, is there just is it not a priority? Yeah, I, I think we could transition here too with Alexis coming into United. It's just their team sheets is going to be thrown upside down. We don't know how Alexis is going to bet in. We don't know what role Mourinho sees for him, and we obviously don't know what the team sheet's going to do once he comes back because he obviously is going to be one of the first names in. He's not going to ever miss a game. So Lingard may very well be the one name to miss out. Maybe it could be Mata, and Lingard's playing in the hole more. We know Alexis likes playing on the left. Maybe, I don't know. Could he's be Martial. Be, yeah, we have no could idea. Be Martial. Could we be know, fucking we know, but, Rom. <laughs> Well, I don't know. He loves Rom, but the fixtures are bad for United. They have at Spurs, Chelsea, Liverpool, three of the next four. Um, they're obviously not a free flowing side. They haven't been all season. They no, struggle Liber- to score Liverpool's more than two. a little bit away. Liverpool, three of the next seven. That was good. Three of the next six. <laughs> ed- edit this out. Bad job by me. Um, <laughs> I just I don't think he's that important to transfer out. He's just he's cheap. Like there's no one significantly better that you can move him to exactly. on a free. There's no point. Like you just gotta stick with him at this point. And he's looked pretty pretty good. He looked good against Stoke, unlucky to return, looked awful last game. That was nowhere near a return. But at his price, he's still playing a forward attacking role for United. They're better than any team with a midfielder in the fucking sick mid sixes. You know, he's way better than like Shakiri. So I think you gotta just hold and yeah, hold faith. I kind of think every United like midfielder slash attacker, whatever Lingard, Martial, Pogba, whatever you don't transfer any in and you don't transfer them out as a as an urgency. You know, I'm not saying like you gotta hold them, not by any stretch, but the, it's not an urgency thing. We just need to wait and see, like how he configures it, how they look, if they start scoring more, if they're still a bus, whatever. You know, yeah, Alexis is. Yeah, he's a good, good guy. <laughs> I still, th- I mean, Alexis at his price is still ridiculous. Oh, I'm not interested yeah. in Alexis. Not yet. even remotely. Someone, I, unless someone if he's tweeted in cocky. today, not to shit on whoever this was on Twitter. I mean, who knows if they even listen to the pod, but like looking to take a minus eight to bring in Alexis and they didn't have Kuhn. Yeah. I wonder if that's a Manchester United fan. What do you think? Yeah, I have a sneaky eh, suspicion. I'm yeah. Not sure. I'm like, not why sure. don't you bring in the guy who's the same price, who's. Fresh off a hat trick on the best attacking team in the league, with good fixtures, you know what are you what are you thinking about? <laughs> you can't bring in a city player on principle because he's a United fan. Yeah, maybe, maybe it's that. I don't know. Um, it was it was nice it, to see Ashley Young back. <laughs> that was yeah, like the oh, best moment mean, of the weekend. You mean over the best left back in Europe? <laughs> 
fucking fuck off. That was so classic, so Mourinho. I love that. That was outstanding. Let's go over to Liverpool. We have to talk about them. So I know one know against Swansea. What did, what did you see there? They were just... I think the I haven't listened to Anfield rap yet. I listened to the post match top player thing, but not like the full pod yet. But the the expression that they kept using to kind of summarize how the game felt to them was every player played the worst version of themselves, which I thought was a really good way to put it. You know, like Ox kind of played an Arsenal Ox, and Salah was all of his shots were off target and Mane was stumbling around and Firmino wasn't like killer instinct. And, you know, the midfield was just, I don't know, shooting from 40 yards out. It was just, everyone just kind of was bad and just whatever. But in the end, I just think it's a blip on the radar. I mean, it's every team, including city has stumbled in, in some of these games this season against these buses and, Nil nils and one nils and shit ass games. They just happen. That's just that's just how football is against teams in the relegation zone. It's it happens and their fixtures are still really good for the most part. Um and they're still really good, I think. Cool. You're so positive. Yeah, so positive. I mean I'm just not so one to positive. like overreact. I mean, obviously it was fucking horrible and during the game I was killing myself, but like you know, and another thing that Neil said, Neil, my guiding light in this fucking shitstorm, he was just like, you can't slaughter today what you were praising yesterday, basically. You know, it's like, I don't know, that these are the same guys that just went 18 unbeaten. You know, we haven't, we haven't fucking let up a set piece goal in 14 matches. And, I, and, you know, still obviously the mainstream media is like, oh, Liverpool on set pieces. Like, they're all fucking idiots. Like, they don't actually look at anything they're just banter merchants yeah no i mean look shit. you so you like, just brought it you just brought in vvd in first league game look at how much more solid you were against exactly pieces. yeah perfect right? great for the great for the fucking <laughs> headlines you know but actually speaking of vvd and i was talking about it on yeah, whoever, whoever was on slack right after the game i mean he created like four chances four clear-cut chances and had a header on that like could have been a goal on another day and like I mean, Jesus. With the, with, very, the, very deep. with the fixture run that we have, aside from home spurs, you know, he, we're going to get a bunch of cleans, especially at home where we've been really solid all year. He's just going to get a lot of attacking returns. He's just an absolute fucking beast and so five good five. at set pieces and everything. I don't know, he's, he's very interesting. Yeah, 5-5. Five, five. He's going to be a good pick. Yeah. Um do you want to talk about Mkhitaryan at all? Interesting to you at all? What do you think about him? Very interesting. I, just, I think very we, we need, interesting. Yeah, we just need time. I mean, now his price is right. There's so much value there. Yeah, in the price sub-8 is bracket. so price good. We're, like we were just talking about Arnie. Like, Mick could be that guy. Yeah, but we, we talk about, you know, buying at the appropriate time, and he's not someone I want to buy in early. Zero percent, zero point zero percent of the teams own him, and... I want to see where he's going to play, make sure that Wenger's not going to start Maitland-Niles in front of him, and instead <laughs> of him, sorry. And I just want, I want to see how they gel. Yeah, the only thing get- I'll say off of that is I totally agree. I'm, I'm not buying him before he plays. That's completely insane. But let's just say he comes in and puts up a really good performance, returns, great stats. I think he, with his pedigree... 
you can jump on that bandwagon. Yeah, I mean, if he if he gave me one really good game this weekend, yeah, I like, would say he bye. has Swansea. Like if he yeah. just dazzles, yeah, if plays, he comes in with two assists and plays ninety, like bye immediately. Yeah, that's immediately, a bandwagon that I would jump like, on. I, and we were talking about this with Arscast producer Nate. I mean, and like if they wait, I, wait, this, wait, 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 how old is Mitchell? <laughs> That was the best. He's 30, right? He's 30. He's 35, I think. He just okay, turned okay. 35. All right, keep going. Um, just that, like, so if Arsenal, the way that I put it to Nate is that, like, if Arsenal were buying him just straight up, not like a weird trade thing, I would be like, that's a really weird buy because he's 29 and he's had back-to-back really bad seasons. You use the word bad, not weird. What? Bad. You s- yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it would no, you be just bad. said that would be a weird that you said that would be a weird buy when we were talking about earlier. You said that would be a bad. That would have been a bad purchase a if they were just buying him in the market for like whatever twenty million or something. Especially because like, he's thirty, thirty-five. He's like thirty-five. He's off back-to-back really bad seasons, <laughs> worst seasons of his career. You know, whatever. This is TLDR. We were just inside bouncing about his age and twenty-eight versus twenty-nine. Big stump. Against Alon yeah. versus Nate, and Alon came in fucking spades. And we were arguing the, after the day of his 29th birthday. The birth. day of his 29th birthday, we were arguing about his age. It was amazing. But yeah, I mean, so, but all that aside, they, in this swap, it, obviously he's getting, they're getting a player who has like top, top pedigree. Like when United bought him, he had like 40 assists that season or something. You know, like we know what he can do. He could be fucking amazing. Yeah, we'll see. I, I definitely think he's the most like monitor of monitors in the midfield bracket. Yeah, very interesting. I also think Otsal. I mean, I think it might be a little Otsal time soon. He's still really expensive. But yeah, I mean, that's the thing. He's uh, 1.7 million more expensive uh, than Nick. That's crazy. Uh, bug guys. Man, I, I want, I've wanted him all season, and I just like can't get there. They just priced him too high. It's pretty fucking incredible that... No one's had him all year. He started at nine five, and he's down to nine three right now. Yeah, it's just Arsenal fans. It's just ridiculous that he he should be like eight four because nobody's had him all year. He should, players should go down in price because of where they are priced, and no one has them. I think I agree with that. Yeah, like that should there should be something built in where it's like, oh, the ownership it's like a is re- under th- rebalancing. A yeah, video it's game. It's like yeah, it's like the ownership's been under three percent all season when they start at nine five, like. That should be we fucked up. Price, they should be price dropping him somehow with that factored in. I don't know. Yeah, I agree. Great pod, great app. Um, what else should we talk about? And Turhall uh, wants to oh, know if should, doubling up should, on Burnley is viable again. They only have one away game versus the top six left to play because everyone's looking for cheap defenders too. Yeah. Turhall yeah. should stick with second division Turkish teams if he wants to <laughs> double Burnley to fucking defenders. They've been awful. I, I don't even want Pope. I don't want one Burnley defender. I know. They I have a know. good run coming after City. No, no, but, no, no, no. Fair play, fair play. That's a fair question because this is the kind of thing that you buy in for future returns even though they've been bad lately. I feel like they're a little bit complacent. I think that they're kind of like resting on their laurels of how good they've been doing this season, and they've maybe been just a little bit less like compact and like all out for ninety minutes, like they were at the beginning of the season. I think Deitch has a job on his hands for the next thirteen game weeks, keeping them focused and really up for it. Because 
if they're not giving 130 million percent every game, then, they're then that's just when they real, they're just yeah, a they're really just real, bad team. Yeah, because their skill on the team is worse than almost even like Newcastle has more skill players than them. Yeah. So if Dice doesn't have them bought in 100 percent every single player in the eleven, that's what we've been seeing lately. I mean, they've had two cleans in the last like eight game weeks or so, and it's a tough one. But and the thing with me that always resonates is like. They did the exact same thing last season. Yeah. They were yep. the fucking worst team in the league second half of last season, and once they got safe or whatever, and, yeah. and it's just ha- it seems like it's happening again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I, it's a tough one to buy, but I, I still have Pope. I'm, I'm going to probably start him this weekend um, instead of Adrian. But I don't know. I, I'm I'm very lukewarm on Burnley. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Is there anything else to go to? We didn't chat about Chelsea, but I think Leicester is interesting. We maybe could have talked about it after we talked about Mares, but I know I feel like you brought up Schmeichel to me a couple weeks ago, and I was like, "No, that get out of here, Leicester's fucking shit." But Dragovic comes in, and now they have three straight cleans. (laughs) Chilwell's four three. I was looking at their advanced stats. Their the x goals against them in the three matches combined is one point six. Like they've been fucking tight as fuck. Yeah, uh, I mean, I think it's it's upsetting that Maguire is somehow 5-4, even though he was really bad for a really long time yeah. after he was priced at 5, and people kept buying him. It was just astonishing to me. Yep. If he was at 5 still, he'd be a fen- phenomenal pick right now. Yeah, but, it's, all, it's all about Chilwell, right? Yeah, but I still am just like not certain about how nailed Chilwell is. I feel like... I mean, no, he'll, he'll, miss couple- a, he'll miss a game here and there, yeah. yeah. But that's the thing. It's like I don't know. If he's kind of like playing if he's playing Homer away or whatever. It's like I know he's like cheap as fuck at his price, but I'm not trying to get in someone who I'm not sure if they're going to play. And I think Simpsons maybe the one to look at. He's four three, and he's just like match fitness one under twenty three training match away from being able to start again. But he has less competition for his spot. I guess Dragovic is there, but no, Amarte I think is his. Yeah, competition. yeah, Danny Amarte. I don't know, but yeah, Schmeichel at five is interesting. We're all we're all looking around. If we don't have like De Gea or Courtois or Loris, I guess both of them got injured this week. But at five, he's pretty good on baps. Um, when they keep cleans, he's gotten two and three baps in the last two games, and you know their defenders. What is he on fucking 14 bonus on the season? Their defenders don't pass. They don't get the passing bonus. So Schmeichel at five is an interesting one for me, and he gets his fair share of save points. So Yeah, he does get a lot of bonus. I actually never noticed that. Yeah. He's fucking so, he's top all goalkeepers in bonus points. Yeah, so Schmeichel's maybe Schmeichel's in. The fixtures are really good. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's just a matter of can you get can you conveniently get to one of the top top guys, and if not, you have to kind of find someone. And Schmeichel yeah, be s- that guy. Yeah, yeah, I saw a lot of Pickford in this last week, and maybe Schmeichel was the right name. They're they're point one away from each other, I think. Yeah, and Everton are just so bad. Yeah, they're all out of sorts. Leicester at least like them. a good. Yeah, Leicester at least look like a good unit. Yeah. Um, last thing I guess is any thoughts on the blank game weeks? Alan Ladpatrick and pretty much everyone want to know if we're if we're considering the blank game weeks upcoming. Yeah, it's just like we fall into this trap every season. I think when we're around this time in the blank game weeks, we're talking about game week twenty eight. We're coming into twenty five, and like we have three game weeks where what are we supposed to transfer in like worse players because they might play one more game in the next four like i i'd rather back someone on a good team for 3 out of 4 games and someone on a bad team for 4 out of 4 games and 
we're going to be able to scrape together 11 in that game week. And you know, if we don't fly that game week, ideally we make up for it by having better picks between now and then, and then also better picks from then thereafter. If we load up on like you know the Arnautoviches of the world or the Shakiris of the world, those those good players on bad teams, then we're going to be limiting ourselves for getting points up until the blank game week, and then when the blank week blank game week's over, we're going to have to spend our transfers purging ourselves of those players. So, I feel like this is kind of something I've personally learned over the last few seasons about not putting too much credence into those blank game weeks and just still trying to buy the best players from the best teams and. Keeping an eye. I mean, I'd rather have nine out in that game week and have like a couple blankers who are on city than getting 11 out and the 10th and 11th players are on like Walcott and like Ibe, you know? No, but that's what we're looking at. Like, those are the differences. I guess. And so, go on. I was just going to say the one, I guess, standout blank game week thing that I'm saying. All we know is that city. Arsenal game week 28 will be postponed, but it might not even be a blank. It might just be later in the same game week, like on a Wednesday or something. So we don't even know if there's any blanks yet. But if that's a blank, it's a, I guess, shout to go Kane to Kuhn this week if you, you know, if that's the only way you can get to Kuhn. And then if City blank, it's like the easiest transfer to just go Kuhn back, back to Kane because. Then the the tough fixture run is over for Spurs. Kane has at Palace, home Huddersfield, at Bournemouth, home Newcastle, starting in game week 28. So maybe that's what you do, something like that. Yeah, that's fair. But I don't think we're going to have that definitive information by the time we have to make yeah, the decision. Probably not. Yeah. And it, it would yeah, be a big just, roll of the dice. Yeah, it's the, it's the weighing the value of the free transfer that is the thing that I feel like people always ignore. Is like spending a free to get rid of Sterling to Mares and then going Mares back to Sterling or, or some shit like that. That's two free transfers. How many points is that worth for one extra game? I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah. It's tough. Yeah, math. and I think it's, it's also like looking back to last season, just because it's what I'm remembering most is like the blank game week last season. I think the few teams that people had like extra players were in like Bournemouth. West Brom and West Everton. Ham, Everton, yeah, something like that. It's like, oh, great. Like, you've been sitting on Charlie Daniels on your bench for three weeks, and then it's the blank game where you play him, and obviously they don't keep a clean sheet because it's fucking Bournemouth, and you get two points. It's like, what are we doing? It's like, oh, great. You had Johnny Evans on your bench for two weeks, four weeks, like you're supposed to, and then they don't keep a clean sheet because they're West Brom. They're bad teams. There are bad teams playing in the blank game week for a reason, and. Yeah, you can't rely on it. You just can't yeah, rely on you, it. Yeah, you just can. And, you know, spending transfers, saving players on bad teams, not getting good players on good teams, just be wary. Don't, don't put everything into it thinking that you're planning ahead so well that you're going to have 11 out for the blank game. We can fly. Like, chances are maybe you're like five over average because you have 11 compared to those of us who don't plan for it as, as stringently and get nine out. You know, I mean, everyone blanks because everyone sucks. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. All right, let's go up to captains, yeah? Yep. That was kind of like a rambly, wild, what the fuck section we're all over. No, 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 it was very tight. It was, it was good? good? It was tidy? Yeah, it was good. It was good. It was very good. We were jumping I, from topic to topic. It was fantastic. Okay, we did a job then. Okay, yeah, yeah, so, good job. Job I done. mean, captain job, for me, you. easiest thing in the world, I'm on Coon. There's no yeah. question. Oh, hi, Alon, what's up? Hi, 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 yeah, yeah. What are you doing? 
Um, probably Salah again. You're not uh, going to get Kane? No, I, dude, I'm an eight away. and I, I really don't want to do Kane to Kane. Like, I'd rather do other things. Really? Yeah. I just... That's where I'm thinking right now. I mean, we're a long week away from the next game week on Tuesday, but... If Ali has to go, um, I still have Dunk as like a starter. So what I'm looking at doing is Ali to Silva and Dunk to VVD for a hit. Love it. And it would really put me into like for the first time in six game weeks, like a strong 11 because my 11th player for the last handful has been someone between like Dunk, Nias, and Quainer, which has been bad. And I think Brighton are starting to really look bad. I, I don't trust Brighton. Yeah, anymore. they have really good fixtures, but they've yeah, been but fucking horrible. Yeah, that's that's the thing is they've just been really they've looked really bad. So I have no faith in them for cleans anymore. And I, I still think like you know I, I could also go to Sterling. I mean he's home West Brom obviously with Kuhn in the same fixture, but I think Salah at at Richard Wagner's Val, Valkyries like you know <laughs> could could. Could do a job again. I just, I'm gonna, I think I need to hold faith with my initial read and didn't pay off the first week, but I looked at my team and I backed myself to have viable captaincy options instead of Aguero for, you know, those four fixtures. Yeah. And obviously, yesterday was a hat trick versus a two pointer, so that's fucking negative a thousand points, but could put it on its head. If Salah comes in against Huddersfield, I, I'm a little nervous about the FA Cup week. I don't have to see how the team sheets come in there, but. Yeah, we I got such think, a long way for the game week. I hate yeah, that. Yeah, it's far away. I just think that I'm more inclined after like cooler heads prevailing to hold Christensen just because the fixtures are still good and he's fit rather than rage transfer him out and they still have three good fixtures and just sort Dunk out and get a couple of really good players in for, I mean, Ollie's by far the worst player on my team. I should start in the ass over him every week. And then getting rid of Dunk would be really good, you know, so that's what I'm looking at. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, your team? I mean, that was a combo. Yeah, I mean, so I have, as we talked about earlier, I have Arnie, and that's a major, major problem. And Danilo, who's not a starting player in the league or the cup or anything. Zinchenko's too good. So logic would tell me to double swap them out um, for a hit. It just sucks to take a hit after my haul and huge biggest rise of the season. But it's probably what I'm going to end up doing. Um, and, I mean, like we talked about, I much prefer spending six-plus on a defender, which would replace Danilo, than on a midfielder to replace Arnie. So I'll probably look at something like that. I, I just don't – I'm not in love with anything because the midfielders are all so fucking bad. But I'm going to hold my knee from taking a minus eight to also get out, like, Son or Agbana and just – pray that Sun does something or whatever. Abana can keep it clean and just... Yeah, I don't know. It's going to be a weird week for me. Probably like some sort of 5-3-2. I don't know. It it just sucks. The Arnie injury just really fucking fucks me and everyone. Yeah, I think, I mean, 4-4-2 is pretty clear for you. If you do Danilo and Arnie out, you could still get like a decent midfielder in and there, there are, I just think there are no decent midfielders. That's why I'm so dark about it. Like, I'm fine, but like, yeah, Agbana, Crystal Palace versus I fucking Chelsea, then I feel like Agbana has a better chance of a lucky clean. 
Yeah, I mean, if that's where your where your heart lies, then you are definitely a better place to downgrade Arnie to a four or five guy, and then and do Danilo for a hit, and then next week do Duffy up to another premium and go five three two. Yeah, or or even Agbana. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the thing is, I'll have if I do choose Alonzo as the premium guy, then I have zero point zero in the bank. So yeah, that's a problem. Can't even really toy with yeah. that. Yeah, uh, that's a problem. You might yeah. need to go to the five fives like Stones and DVD and um, DVD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it just makes more sense. And hope just keep hoping that Christensen covers my Chelsea cleans, even though uh, yeah, I can't believe we have Christensen. Like I can't believe there's a guy this bad and annoying that we both have. I mean, I've had him since like November. Yeah, I, I've had him pretty much yeah. since the same time, yeah. and he he did great for us at at the start. Yeah, for like three weeks, and then it was just a complete train crash. Yeah, what I was actually you... looking at fucking Luke, uh, Luca as my Lovovich. as the midfielder, yeah. just because. As here's what I was thinking: like, what do I want out of this midfield slot? I basically want nail the most nailed thing ever, sort of a minimum of a point or two points every week, which Luca has. I has had, but. We know how he could drop him at any fucking time, like not surprising at all. Stands back, drop him, whatever. And then Luca fucking scores a lot of goals with the pens. <laughs> like you want what he has is exactly what you want from like your benched mid is like nailed and the upside of a random lucky goal auto sub. So I don't know. Yeah, I mean I don't hate that, but it is. He had an open play goal recently, obviously, but it's just so reliant on pens. Granted, Wolf dives yeah. in the penalty area every fucking game, so it's always <laughs> making. He's always asking the question of the referee if it's like a fucking madly fished a can fuck. Like you could get it, but yeah, I just don't like you. Know, you don't want that. Like, you I don't, you don't want, want him to ever start ever. Yeah, terrible starter. But yeah. I don't know. Maybe he's fine off the bench. I don't know. I'm all sorts, dude. I still fucking RLC in my team, and I have son who I was like. Earmarked to get rid of this week, and then the Arnie injury just fucked all my wrench and my fucking tits. Yeah, that's on the back burner. You're gonna have to stick with him for a little bit. Yeah, I mean, next week maybe, probably not. Yeah, it's very. Are you, are you good with with Dilva? You think? He, what do you think about his kid and shit? There's been no news, but he played today. He played There's last been week. no news. We just have to kind of hope his kid is fine and stable and. That he's just back and gonna play. I, I, I don't know. There's nothing more that we can do or find out other than that. I think yeah. he's a pretty good pick. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you can't get Mares. Well, the the thing is that it, it lets me go dunk to VVD with zero in the bank if I go Silva. So uh, if I get some, anyone else like Sané or Mares, if I look in that bracket, then I'm probably just Stones? gonna. Even yeah, still I, I wouldn't have enough. Mm. Yeah, so that would yeah, put me getting in, a good defender is very good. Yeah, that's why I, I feel like it, I'd rather take the risk with Silva, who I think could return at the same rate as those other two guys, yeah. more or less. And getting someone like Van Dyke, who I think can return, you know, very consistently over the next month or two. Yeah, yeah, is is hedging it for me. But what about like what about like Shaw? Oh, best left back in in England. Nailed. Yeah, I should get him. Oh, boy. 
All right. Check us out. Yeah, that that seems pretty good to me. Yeah, check, Fuck, us check us out. Check it's us like, out. This like wasn't a funny pod, but it was a good pod. No, not funny. I'm fucking dark, dude. I had worst game yeah. week of my fucking life. So it was on to you to bring the sunshine. Someone was saying in Slack, like it's good when I'm dark and you're flying because I'm naturally more optimistic that I'm not like too dark, but I'm dark versus the opposite when you're dark. I mean, not really this pod, but sometimes you're really dark. <laughs> and it's just like, it's just like too dark. You know, it's like 99% cacao in a chocolate bar. It's just like, oh, this is a little too nuts. Yeah, so you don't say this to me when we're in IRL studio because I'd jump across the table and strangle you. <laughs> no, because we're, we're all having fun no matter what when we're IRL. You would never be that darkness. I don't think. I mean, I was just sitting on the couch with nothing in front of me the entire pot, just like Banson. That's what I mean. I didn't know what was happening. Not just have a great time. That's a hundred percent. When producer Nate comes in with a bottle of red wine, (laughs) I'm just like, "Yeah, Nate, like let's fucking go." (laughs) Nate's just like, "You want some? It's like, oh, do you want some wine? (laughs) Like, Nate, do you want to fucking fuck me up the ass? I don't know what's happening." (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's slap some patron asses. We got the new patrons of the week. Three new patrons. Thanks so much. Patreon.com slash FMLPL. You guys are fucking legends. This first guy's name, I don't know what the fuck to do with it. It's Zico X. One word. And he's in the cup. He, I think he was the last guy in the cup, so good job by him. But what a name. I, that sounds like a Xbox handle, not really a name. Um, then we got Nathan Walters. Great guy. Legend. Friend of the pod. And Hans Wilhelmsen to just, you know, keep... Uh, Keep our core fan base up there ticking. Thanks so much, guys. You're not going to say anything? (laughs) Yay. Yay. Thanks, guy. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) Check us out at FMLPL.com. Follow on Twitter at FMLPL. Support us at Patreon.com. Slash FMLPL. Cheers.